notes from the way. My name is Richard. You have found this podcast, which is dedicated to looking at the Christian life as it's lived today. We look at uh, our relationship to those who are outside the faith. When I say our, I mean uh, those of us who are Christians, who are trying to be followers of Jesus. We also look at uh, our relationship with each other as believers. And most importantly, we want to take a look at uh, how it is that we relate to our Savior, Jesus Christ, even in the midst of a changing and sometimes complex and contradictory world that we live in. Now before we begin, I want us to get straight. A couple of things. I think at the end of the last podcast, I gave out the wrong uh, address for the blog that's attached to this podcast. I want to get that straight now. It's actually notesfromtheway.blogspot.com. So if you're looking for the notes from this uh, notes podcast, it's notesfromtheway, all together, one word, .podcast.com. And the email address for the show is nftw, that's uh, nftw as in notes from the way, at sbcglobal.net. I'm uh, sorry there was a little bit of confusion last week, but we were having uh, trouble getting everything set up, and when we did, things were a little bit different from what I had originally planned, so it's, uh, I guess it's called being flexible. Anyway, so that, those are the uh, ways that you can get in contact with me, or uh, leave comments or questions about the show, and I uh, totally, totally want to hear from you. If you have a comment, if you have a question, if you have an idea, something that you'd like to hear talked about, that sounds great to me, because I certainly don't have all the ideas, certainly don't have all the answers, that's for sure. Also, just want to let you know that if you disagree with anything that I say or think about or uh, talk about on this uh, show, that you're more than welcome to disagree. I don't pretend to have everything uh, totally under control. I don't pretend to have all the answers. I'm just giving my opinions and my thoughts and some things that I hope we can all think about. So if you think that uh, I've got an axe to grind or that I'm uh, anti-something or that I'm pro-something, yeah, I probably am. But... Uh, Everything I say here is really out of a heart of uh, love and just a desire to see us all grow into the people and the church that God wants us to be. So sometimes that involves being a little bit critical. Sometimes it involves being a little bit uh, satirical. Whatever it involves, I think the goal is that we want to all become the men and women that Christ has called us to be. Now, with that in mind, let's look at the news Okay, now in this section, we uh, look at a couple of news stories that have to do with the church and its relationship to the outside world. Sometimes it'll have to do with the outside world and its relationship to the church. Uh, Either way, we look at how, uh, you know, how we relate to each other. And the first story I'm looking at, actually I'm going to skip this story because it's about the presidential election and how evangelicals are evaluating the various candidates. I... You know, it's not time yet for me to care about this. Uh, it's just way too early. I have a feeling that in the next 13 months before the general election, that we are going to find out a lot more about these people, and that the ones we think are going to be the candidates probably will not end up being the candidates at all. So I'm going to hold off on that one for a little bit and move straight to the second article, which comes from the Christian Post. 
Monday, October 1st, it's headlined Star Preachers and the Pressure to be Perfect. Uh, let me read a few paragraphs of it. It says, The media light has fallen upon famed Pentecostal preachers and their less-than-perfect lives, which to many has come as a shock. National evangelist or prophetess Juanita Bynum was granted a restraining order last week after filing for divorce from her husband, Bishop Thomas W. Weeks III, alleging that he beat her at an Atlanta hotel parking lot in August. Uh, see, in the week's divorce uh, came just as another renowned Pentecostal duo, Randy and Paula White of Without Walls International in Tampa, Florida, announced their plans to divorce. In this case, the split is amicable, and they blamed it on two different ministerial directions their lives were going. Now, I just wanted to touch on these two things, because there's a couple things that just worry me. One is there's, in this story, and you, you should get it, I'll link to it on, on our blog at uh, notesfromtheway.blogspot.com. But the story is a lot about them... And it's a lot about uh, the followers. There's very little about uh, you know the, the effect that divorce has on their family. There's very little on what the divorce, what God thinks about divorce. Um, but it's about this whole pressure to be perfect thing. And my um, my concern about it is just that it's not about being perfect at all. That it's really uh, just a matter of the fact that we shouldn't be looking to people so much to be leaders. At least not in the way that we look to them to show us the way. Or that these are people who are higher up on the spiritual food chain. Or they're gurus or something like that. Um, You know, people always get disappointed when when you're looking to a person to lead you. Uh, You know, the fact is that none of us are, you know, perfect followers. And I, you know, appreciate what Paul said when he said, you know, follow me or imitate me as I imitate Christ problem is that none of us do that perfectly and we, we look to a person to do that it really becomes a problem mrs bynum uh, mrs weeks i don't know what to call her i guess uh, juanita bynum so the purpose of spirituality is to assist you and give you the proper wisdom that you would need to handle a situation in a much more different way than a person would handle um, if they had not known the lord uh, you know what i don't think that's the purpose of spirituality at all I think the purpose of being a Christian and being spiritual as a Christian is to be more like Jesus. And a result of that is that you'll have greater wisdom and that you might handle situations more differently. But that's not the purpose. And I think that, man, anytime we get our eyes on ourselves and what God can do for us or what being spiritual can do for us, it's a mistake and it's going to lead us into problems. So I feel bad for these people. I mean, I feel bad for the fact that, uh, you know, a Newsweek poll says that divorce rate amongst pastors is 50%, uh, which is also in this article. That's awful. It's terrible. But, you know, it's just disappointing that um, we go through these things. And I think the problem is not so much being in Pentecostal, because that's a big part of this article. In fact, uh, Al Mohler from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary uh, seems to indicate that that's one of the reasons why things like this happen. But, you know, Southern Baptist preachers get divorced, too. You know, and a lot of uh, non-Pentecostal preachers get divorced and burn out and all those things. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that we look to leaders. We look to people, fallible human beings, to be our leaders. And not so much to the the Lord, who really should be uh, the one we look to. And the Lord uses people in our lives uh, as, uh, you know, guides, as people who are gifted in teaching and uh 
and counsel and, and prophesying into our lives. Uh, but the only person we really follow is is Jesus himself. And when you, uh, you know, expect somebody who's your uh, pastor, or who's a uh, leader in your church to be uh, your perfect uh, model, mm, it's always going to be trouble. And so I just hope that this... Uh, that we can get away from this. It actually kind of ties into what we're going to talk about it from the scripture, about the fact that, um, man, we are always looking for uh, someone to come between us and God. And, uh, you know, I just pray for these people for the weeks and uh, for Juanita Bynum and for the Whites. I just pray that they get things straightened out. And I pray that their followers just don't fall away from the church, um, you know, because their their leadership is human, you know. I I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, let's uh, just go from this and go straight and see what God has for us in his word. Okay, now in this section we're going to look a little bit at God have to say to us, um, and uh, I want us to think about the fact that uh, I believe that it's our nature as human beings, and even as believers, to look for something to come between us and God. You know, the whole premise of uh, this podcast, and of especially of this the, this portion of the podcast, is that the the goal of the Christian life is to know Jesus, and to become more like Him. And we talked a little bit last week about some of the things that keep us from knowing Jesus. And this week I want us to look specifically at one thing that I think holds a lot of us back, which is that we set up people, especially people, and things that come between us and God. And not bad things or bad people, but good people, well-intentioned people. But they end up being a buffer and being a hindrance and a roadblock to us actually experiencing God in our lives. You know, I think it started way back in the Garden of Eden. If you remember the story uh, after Adam and Eve ate the, the fruit that they weren't supposed to eat, um, in verse 8 of chapter 3 in Genesis, it says, Then the man and his wife, that's Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord. They hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, saying, Where are you? And, you know, I think that's the story of the human experience, and especially even of Christians, is that God seeks us out, and we hide from him. And sometimes our, our theology may be correct. You know, we may understand that God is our Father, that we're his children, that he loves us. We may even be able to quote accurately the fact that there's no condemnation now to those who are in Christ Jesus. And yet, we live lives where we, we take a step back. I think one of the, the greatest shames of the, the church, especially in this country, where we have uh, such easy access to Bibles and uh, you know, videos and DVDs and radio and TV, um, that, uh, that so many people know a lot about God, and they know a lot about the scriptures, but they don't have a real relationship, a close, intimate, passionate relationship with the God that they know so much about. 
and uh, it's you know it runs all through the history of uh, of not only the church but of Israel. You know where you have Moses. I was looking at uh, Exodus 33 where it says Moses talked to God face to face. Now, let me read that to you because it's such a cool passage and it's such some man. I would love to have somebody say that of me. Uh, so this is uh, Exodus 33:11. Says the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks with his friend. Uh, you know, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that an amazing thought? To be able to speak to God face to face, just like you would talk to a friend. And you know, I think he would like to have that relationship with all of us. There's no indication that Moses was super spiritual. In fact, in a lot of ways, Moses was kind of a mess. But yet, God wanted a relationship with him, and Moses responded to him. Uh, but even in the story of Moses, you have uh, later on, I think in the next chapter, that Moses would get uh, back from the uh, mount, and he had just spoken to the Lord, and his face was shining. Um, and the people were afraid. They were afraid of him. They're afraid of the fact that he looked like his like his, well, his face was shining, and they didn't know what quite what to do about this. And uh, it's uh, it's just amazing to me that we do this uh, to ourselves. That we uh, we shy away from the God who loves us so much. And uh, I believe there's probably a lot of reasons for it. Some of it is fear. You know, it's kind of an unknown thing, and God is not safe always. You know, it's like the story from. Uh, uh, from the Chronicles of Narnia, where they ask, uh, one of the characters uh, is asked, is is uh, the, the lion, is he safe? They say, no, he's not safe, but he's good. I believe that's how the quote goes, he's, he, he's good. And God is not always safe, but he's always good. And he loves us with a love that, that never fails. And I hope that we can get past, uh, you know, these, these things where we're looking at leadership, in a way that it's an authority over us, that we go to people to hear what God is saying. Now, God uses people. God uses people in my life and everybody's life to uh, to speak his word. He uses people to guide us and to give us counsel. But ultimately, we need to go to him and realize that he's always going to give us exactly what we need. Sometimes it's easier to trust people, even though people let us down. Uh, but for some reason, it's easy to trust, easier to trust them than it is to trust the Lord who loves us and who actually, you know, sent his son to die for us. I, it's, it's hard to understand, but then in another way, it's not hard to understand because we're fallen, uh, sinful creatures and we, we do things that are mixed up and messed up. And yet God loves us anyway. Uh, you know, but we tend to look to leadership. We look to gurus, people who are super spiritual people who can do more amazing spiritual feats than we can do um, and we look to them to tell us what God has said and that's really prevalent in a lot of uh, churches today that we want to find out what God has said and so we look to people who have been to the mountaintop so to speak um, who have seen God and who have spoken to him rather than doing that ourselves and that's very sad I find it very, very sad that we can do that and yet not go there ourselves because the fact is we're all kings, we're all priests, and God, we're all God's children, all of us, everyone, and God doesn't have any illegitimate children. His children are all loved by him and they are loved so much, even more than we could ever know. So my 
question for me this week, and I hope it's a question that you'll answer too, is is there anyone or anything that I'm looking to instead of looking to God for answers, for counsel, for guidance? And again, I'm not telling you to shy away from other people who love you, who care about you, and who love the Lord, to looking to guidance from them. But what I'm saying is we need to look to the Lord first. And our first goal is to have a passionate relationship with Him. And after that, He's going to put the people and the things and the as circumstances in our lives that are going to cause us to draw even closer to Him. But I think He looks for that heart to be willing to do those things. So that's my question this week. Is there anyone or is there anything that comes between me and God, between me having that relationship with God that he wants to have with me. And if there is, I just pray that I'll have the wisdom and the strength to move that obstacle out of my way and have the Lord help me to move it out of the way. And I pray for you for the same thing, that you'll have that same strength and wisdom to move whatever's keeping you between, keeping you away from the Lord that you would ask him to help you move that out of the way and come into a close, personal, intimate relationship with him. Well, that's our uh, podcast for this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been inspired to uh, think and to uh, act and to uh, just to think about our relationship with the Jesus who loves us so much. Uh, thanks. I appreciate all of your comments and uh, questions and anything you might want to add this really is an interactive journey so uh, give me a uh, note at the blog which is notesfromtheway.blogspot.com or drop an email to nftw that's like notes from the way nftw at sbcglobal.net i almost forgot my own uh, email address nftw at sbcglobal.net I hope to hear from you again this week, and until next week, have a great week, and God bless. Prosper or ever harm me on a weapon. Oh.